Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. I'm Lisa here with Frank Anderson. Very grateful that you are listening to our podcast. And should we say Happy New Year, Frank? Happy New Year, Lisa. Woohoo! <laughs> right. We're starting a whole new year after. Yeah. Thank goodness. As I said, everyone's saying bye-bye to 2020. <laughs> bye-bye to 2020. And yes. what will we do for 2021? Mm. Are you big on New Year's resolutions? You know, no, I'm not actually, but I really like New Year's intentions. Ah. And so that's what I thought we might talk about today. Intention is huge for me. I think it's like going somewhere, but not knowing where you're going. So if you have an intention that kind of could guide you, and I don't know why, and I've been trying to think about this, but I just have this sense that your intention really impacts on what happens. And so I always try to have a a good intention or a positive intention or a useful intention, because I feel like whatever my intention is, it's really going to impact what happens on the other side. Well, you know, something interesting happened to me today, and it has to do with intention. I got a COVID vaccine today. Wow. You're among the first in the whole world. Yeah, exactly. As part of the University of Michigan, I see patients and we have a lottery system and I got in and uh, I had a vaccine today. And as I was getting that vaccine, I was thinking about that intention. You know, when this whole thing started and it started only after a month or so, we were into this podcast. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about other things. And then the COVID pandemic hit right during the beginning of our, our production And uh, we were all kind of confused and lost and fearful. Do you remember those days? You know what? I've just tried to keep my head up and plowing forward. So it's when I stop and think about it, I can, yes, cop to the fear and confusion, but I'm trying not to. But, but, you know, in reminiscing about it and, uh, you know, the intention out there was to have this vaccine. Right. Now, when you look at that vaccine, you can look at it very superficially and make all kinds of conclusions. But if you really look into it deeply and the intentions that have gone into that mm. and the years of research to like create um, this messenger RNA. Now, I, I'm not a um, genetic scientist, but I did study these things in medical school and have kept up in some ways. And for me, the idea that a scientist can manufacture a messenger RNA and package that and put that into into your body so that you can produce a protein, you know, that's probably the equivalent to sending a man to the moon. Really? Wow. It is. If we just take it apart, you know, it seems so simple. There is... Let's get a vaccine out, but really to look into it deeply, you know, there it is. There's so, so, so much Hmm. intention, you know, intention. And I know that in some 
ways vaccines people are don't completely understand them and come to the other conclusions but you know the intention of a vaccine uh, from my perspective and from the medical perspective is to help people mm-hmm. it's to make people healthier and to use our minds i mean the human mind can come up with this from an intention a good intention prevent people from getting sick. I mean, it just kind of reflects what you were saying about Mm -hmm. what is your intention and what direction does that put you in? So my intention, before we get too deep into this as a reporter and an interviewer, is to ask you a couple of questions. Since you are one of the first people literally in the world to get the COVID-19 vaccine, so everyone listening has an opportunity to to learn about that. So can I just oh. ask you a couple of questions? Like, Of course, of course. What did it feel like? Well, it felt like a shot, just like any other shot. Okay. And at the moment you were getting it, do you, do you, what were you thinking or what were you feeling? I was feeling a very good sense of relief mm. and a good sense that we're moving through this period of pandemic um, paralysis. Mm. And how grateful do you feel that you are among the first to get it? Oh, so, so grateful. Uh, you know, I feel a little, you know, lucky and a little embarrassed <laughs> that uh, that I have it now. Um, mm-hmm. I wish we could all have it immediately, but I do see patients with COVID, and I'm exposed to known and unknown patients. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, you know, that healthcare workers have that vaccine i'll be really happy when we can all have the vaccine and move beyond this but i do feel extremely fortunate i don't have any fear of the vaccine itself you know i didn't have a reaction to it i had a sore arm took some ibuprofen and the soreness is gone and i trust the technology and i'll be getting a second vaccine january 12th and and go from there I was going to say, so that's your intention to follow up and get the second one. And I will tell you, sitting here and happy for you that you got it. I mean, I've actually know a few people who've who have uh, gotten their first doses already. And I'm grateful just to know people. And it's my intention that I'm going to get one so I can get my life back. Right. <laughs> because I've been trying to stay super safe and super home. And I miss going out in the world. So that's why when you asked me, I haven't, I try not to think about it. I just try to stay busy and see what I can do to help people um, and not think about it too much. Cause when I do, it's pretty challenging actually. Yeah. It's still going to be challenging. And the COVID pandemic has changed our lives a lot and asked us to go within a lot and mm-hmm. question our assumptions, question our expectations And come to peace with something. And we talked about that in several of the episodes in 2020 about what types of opportunities that offers us, you know, to really go within and connect to something deeper. And I would like to talk today about an intention for 2021 that kind of continues that idea. Every time we talk about 
meditation, before we sit to meditate, we come up with an intention. And I kind of like that idea that just came up about about home, you know, and there's this whole idea of returning home. Have you had some thoughts about that? I have, and I'm trying to find my the David White poem that inspired it. Love his poetry, which you introduced me to, so I'm grateful for that. And he talks about home, and I was talking to someone else about it, and it like hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, home. I get that home inside me, my core, my essence. I feel it like right in the center of my body and I connected to it. It was almost kind of like a moving experience to, to finally realize that and feel it. And I know a lot of times we have these conversations and I ask you a lot of questions and then you tell me that <laughs> you can't answer those questions with words. You have to answer it with <laughs> feeling yeah. and I'm, for someone who feels everything I, I i hear you on that but to have that moment to connect to the home inside myself was huge now how would you describe what home is in a person uh you know at burning man when you go through the gates they say welcome home ah. <laughs> and uh, and again that and then you can look at it in two different ways but as you know i think when people really make a conscious effort to do this exploring awareness concept or when people make an, an intention to be able to become aware of how their thoughts are working, where their emotions are coming from, there's that response that we talk about. There's right. this inner response that when you make an intention to say, I want to know what this is all about. You know, the I that's saying that kind of becomes becomes home. And so this idea of wanting to do that, to have an intention of responding as opposed to reacting or to know your depths as opposed to being say, unconscious or just letting things happen just because they happen, you know, that seems to me to be a possible intention people might, you know, resonate with the people that are listening to this podcast. I feel like people hear the word consciousness and they say, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, what do we mean when we're talking about? Well, I'm really talking about awareness, you know, about being aware or being aware of what you're doing, being conscious of what you're doing, you know. Ah, so consciousness is awareness then, right? Yeah, yeah. Consciousness and awareness are very similar. And to being unconscious just that doesn't mean you're asleep. It just means you're kind of doing things without considering them. You're doing things because that's the way you've always done them. You're doing things because someone told you to do it that way. Uh, you do something because you believe it's always been true, so it must be true. Uh, everyone else believes it's true, so it must be true. You know, So kind of just going along with the herd. And that could be called unconsciousness. I mean, not always. You know, to step back and say, well, wait a minute, does this actually make sense? Kind of like the unexamined life is not worth living. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's very, very, that, that's right. That's, that's part of it. An unexamined life. So we might say consciousness is, a, is, is an examined life. 
And of course, ah, yeah. in my life, you'd have to be aware of what's going on. So that's that's where we're getting. That's where we get that title, exploring awareness. Ah, see, I think when you say awareness, it's like people are like what 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 does that mean? But then when you talk about consciousness, I think people think, oh, that's one of those out there words. So I'm always looking for ways to explain it. So like we talked about normalizing this kind of thinking and this kind of being and like instead of just walking around and doing what your parents did or doing what you think you should do, you're like, hey, wait, who am I and what am I doing? And am I enjoying this? And how can I live a better life? And how can I, I don't know, you start thinking about it without overthinking. I mean, it's a fine line, right? Between being aware and over aware. Can you be over aware? Well, you, you could be over aware. That's why I kind of really like what you just said about examined. Mm. And of course you could over examine as well. Right. There's a subtle difference between awareness as a mental activity versus awareness as a as a sense of being and so there there are two two differences there's differences in that so yes you can be overly aware and uh you can become aware of all these things that are happening it's like oh my god now i'm aware of all of this Mm. right right that that could actually create more stress it's like Mm. geez i was trying to put that out of my mind and (laughs) i'm aware of it so now it's right there up front yeah right so that's more mental awareness and that's when the term, you know, we've discussed over this last year too, the awareness of awareness. And so when awareness seems like a mental activity, you know, you become aware, there there goes my mind again, hyper analyzing all of these situations. So it's like, uh, I like that there, there it goes again, there my mind mm. goes again. And the part of you that's saying that, that that's like, words from the deeper awareness part it's like who are you that's saying that you're aware right so it's awareness of awareness so that's the place that's a word we use for a place that reflects something deeper within ourselves now that deeper place within ourselves we've used some words as well to describe we've talked about um, a sense of a peace that doesn't have an opposite, the joy of being. And that kind of joy doesn't have an opposite either. A sense of love, of unconditional love, just pure love. And then that sense of generosity that we talked about last week in our holiday episode, that deeper place that knows and in the knowing there can in all of a sudden it's like wait a minute i am not my story i am not my narrative i am not my emotional reactions Mm. when you realize that what a sense of relief what a sense of joy and peace and love and generosity that you'll just be in because no longer are those things affecting you. Now, Adyashante has a really cool quote that's going to put all this together. He says, the truest intention is something that we receive rather than something we create. 
Hmm. How does that happen? Well, it's because what I was just describing, once you've connected to this, this deeper sense of truth, you know, we used that word last week, this truth. Okay, then all of a sudden you're moving through the world and the intentions that you've connected to then reflect peace and joy and love and generosity. And so Mm -hmm. you've kind of received that or connected back to that, and that becomes your intention. And so that is a different intention than saying, I intend on making a million dollars this year. Mm. Does that make sense? Can you explain it a little bit more? There are these intentions that we could create right? We could create an an intention. And you had also mentioned manifestation before. Right. Yeah. And let's say you want to manifest, you know, a new car or, you know, manifest a new job and manifest a whatever thing you may want to manifest, which is fine. Actually, I think that it's important to know what you want and to make things happen that you need to make happen in your life. So, Never am I implying there's any passivity here. Does that connect as a created intention to you? I think there's intention in everything we do. I think there's intention in our thoughts. I think there's intention in the minute we wake up in the morning. And I always try to be aware of it. I think that's for me where awareness comes in and intention. Because I think for some reason, and I, and now we talk about it, I need to figure it out. But for some reason, I think the intention has so much impact on how things work out. So I always like to say, hey, wait, well, what's your intention? Because you just walk blindly through, you don't know how it's going to work out. And I'm not saying I'm not a planner, I'm way more of a winger than a planner. But I still think having an intention, it's kind of like, it's kind of like setting your GPS in your car, you know where you're going to end up. You don't know how it's going to go when you get there, but your intention is to get there. And I try to enjoy the journey along the way, but you're heading out and you have an intention. Maybe you want your intention to just feel more inner peace. So if you are aware of that, then I think that helps you actually feel more inner peace because you've acknowledged it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. I think that's exactly right. And I think that's part of but what we can consider a New Year's intention, yeah, right? Instead of right. A, a New Year's resolution, which you know that word has a lot of a lot of pitfalls. Yeah. Uh, if you don't make the resolution, then then what happens? Right. But a New Year's intention of inner peace. I mean, that sounds fantastic, mm. you know. And yeah. I think that if mm. If you sat down to meditate and said, you know, my intention is to find inner peace or, you know, my intention is to connect to my sense of joy or my sense of love. Those type of intentions, I think, are critical for this type of work, because if you don't want to do this, you don't have to. And no one's saying you have to. But a lot of people you know, have had some experiences before, spontaneous experiences of peace and joy and love. I mean, it happens to to us all the time. And, uh, you know, you feel it. And this whole thing we're talking about, is like, it doesn't have to be glimpses of it, right? It can be 
guiding your life. And then those intentions, you know, that's, again, I'll repeat what Ajahnante said. The truest intention is something that we receive rather than something we create. And so we may start out with a created intention. Let's say, I would like to find inner peace. Well, you can't actually make yourself have inner peace. You can connect connect to that sense of inner peace, right? And then it, it emerges as your organic intention. How you move through the world is with inner peace. You can flip-flop and you can have setbacks and things like that. But if, but if that's your intention, you can actually receive that by doing this some regular meditation practice and connecting to that part of you that is there already, but there's a sense that that it isn't you that's doing it. You have kind of are acting out a truth that already exists, so you've received it in a way. Does that clear? Uh, yeah, very clear, but I don't know if this is worth exploring or not because I always try to focus on the positive, but I feel like if you're doing something and you have a negative attention, I feel like I've been cautioning, oh, no, don't make, don't have a negative attention because you're going to have a negative outcome. So say somebody does, you feel wronged by somebody and you're, it's your intention to get back at them. And I think that's, it's like a lose-lose forever. It's a lose, a loss for you and a loss for the person you're targeting. So I think intention can be either positive or negative. <laughs> I've been I've been watching binge watching Survivor with my daughter. Ah, fun. Have you ever watched that show? Yeah, I just watch it when it first came out for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody almost got voted off and they wanted to hide all the machetes and tools. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and make make life miserable for their for their um, campmates. Yeah, I would definitely call that a created intention. Yeah, uh, it's not emerging from a sense of peace and joy. And yeah, love. it's like you know, I think that uh, the human mind, the mm. habits, you know, limbic system, you know, might be wired for that type of thing, <laughs> uh, revenge or to malice towards someone, make something difficult, you know, kind of paybacks. I mean, all of those things I would put as created intentions, and they're probably emerging from a place of fear, from a place of uh, regret. These are human conditions and things that happen to us. Those are things that we can see, we can become aware of them, we can right. say, you know, I've got this revengeful mind. And, you know, where did that come from? Where did I learn mm. that? And you bring that into awareness. And then part of our of this exploring awareness process is having compassion for yourself. And even for the, for the shadow side of yourself, you know, we all have a shadow side. We don't like it. You know, mm. we tend to repress it. What if you could befriend it through this exploring awareness process? Then that kind of transforms this part of us into peace and into love and into joy. And it sounds kind of crazy, but this is the work. And unless you try it, you'll never know. 
All right, two things. One, I think awareness of intention is huge. And that is something I, I did not use those words to describe, but have done a lot. And I think you've even been on the receiving end of that from me. Like, wait, 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 let's be aware of our intention before we do something, because yes. I think it's going to impact what happens, whether that's your mind, because yeah, the human mind, the more I explore it, the more powerful I find out that it is all the levels of consciousness and subconsciousness and all the things that are going on in there. The, I think the more you can be aware of that as well, uh, the more interesting your life will be. So I've always been one to be like, let's be aware of our intention. Can you relate that to this home idea? I think once you are aware of your home, once you connect to that and are aware of it, and it, you find out that's who you truly are. The, to me, that's the, not really a mind thing. I felt my home and I felt it like in the center of my body. I felt it like in the core of, of my being. And it was like, hey, that's who I am. You know, people I say, well, I'm, I'm where are you coming from? You know, you say something, where are you coming from with that? Well, that's kind of where you're coming from from your core, from your home. And you used to talk about home and I used to have no idea what that meant until one day I just literally connected with it and had like a physical response to it. And it's like, oh, like the Wizard of Oz, like Dorothy, there's no place like home. And suddenly that whole movie, which I'd always been a fan of since I was a little girl, takes on a whole new meaning to me. There's no place like home. Maybe she didn't mean Kansas. Maybe she meant finding her truth and her dog. I don't know. But well, I, I think you can I've look always, at it that way. I've always wondered about that, Lisa, because I always was afraid that when she got back home, what was going to happen to Toto? <laughs> You're such an animal lover. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, it was pretty good out there in Oz. Going back <laughs> to Kansas, that lady still wants your dog. I don't know. <laughs> You're the first person I have ever heard suggest that perhaps Dorothy, why does she want to leave Oz? You know, it's in color. There's poppies and um, dancers and lollipop kids. Why? Who would want to leave that? Yeah. She, Always she wanted to. That. She wanted to go home. But she wanted to be home in herself. Yes, the maybe. deeper sense of exactly. Yeah. I think that's that uh, is probably the deeper meaning of that whole thing. Right. No place like home, you know, because your home is unshakable. It's stable. Mm. It's always been there. Always will be there. It can't be picked up by a tornado. <laughs> oh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's so many books about the Wizard of Oz and, and, and sequels and all sorts of things. I wonder if anyone's, is there like a, a spiritual book about the Wizard of Oz? Has anyone looked at it from this angle before? There should be. There should be, yeah, there should be a chapter in our book and our Exploring Awareness book that we're going to write someday about. Yeah. That. Well, I mean, seriously, when you said that, even a tornado can't shake you from your home. Right. That's a beautiful thought. I mean, that's what we, I would certainly benefit from that sense, that strong sense. And you know that since we're talking about mm. New Year's intentions, right? I think another one people might want to play with is returning home. What does that mean? What does that feel like to return 
to your like pure being. Mm. It's possible. It is completely possible. Their pure being, the pure light of yourself is always there. Now, again, it gets covered up, clouded over, let's say, even could be a hurricane, but all the external things that happen in a person's life. And I am lucky, but not everyone is. So it's easier for me to say, perhaps. But there are plenty of people who've had horrendous experiences in their lives who saw no way out. And there is no way out in the mind and in the thoughts and in the revenge. The only way out is through. The only way out is to see those things as conditions of your life. And the part of you that sees it is the home. Hmm. And how you do that, there's lots of ways to do it. And on this podcast, we use mindfulness techniques and meditation to experience for ourselves what part of us is mindful, what part of us is aware, you know, and connect to that on a really personal level. It has to be done by you on a personal level. It's something our words here can only guide you to. But on a very personal level, like you've experienced this year, Lisa, that sense of unshakable presence, home, you know, whatever you want to call it. Do you see a difference between home inside your core and home inside your mind? Yeah, I do. I do. I think that the, the, the it depends on what you mean by the word mind, but if you're talking about thoughts and brain activity, you know, that's still something that your awareness knows what's happening. So, ah. so you can, you know, you can be aware of a calm mind, no doubt, <laughs> but yeah. uh, a calm mind is only calm for a little bit until something happens. But, <laughs> yes. But the, but the core is never, ever not calm. Okay. That's huge. Let's, can you say that again? Your mind can get out of being calm, but your core never where the where the truth and joy and love and generosity is right right that's why that's why i like to play around with the mindfulness based stress reduction mm-hmm. you know uh, method um which is a great method but the title is the title can make mindfulness seem like a formula for reducing stress And the fact of the matter is that actually stopping, taking a breath, doing some mindfulness practices can make people feel calmer and less stressed. But the question I always had is, why does it make you calmer and less stressed? It's because when you do those things, you're connecting to what makes you mindful. And that place never has any stress never has any disruption, only has peace and love and joy and generosity. So whether you know it or not, you're still connecting to it. And so it is less stressful. How come we're, how come that's not our go-to 
place or is that why we're having these conversations to make it more obvious that it, we'd be better off if that was our go-to place when you say it it's like it sounds like a no-brainer like don't go with your mind go with your core because that's where all the good stuff is and you don't even have to try because it's already there you just got to uncover it you got to clean out the shoe closet and get to the get to the the base and what the good stuff at the bottom and is that why we have these conversations to make people aware of it well, you know, my intention with this podcast was to share, you know, at a deeper level, what the mindfulness practices have shown to me. Now, it, it sounds, you know, easy when you say it that way, but it mm, isn't. Right. Right. Because part of giving up the story is sometimes feels like you're giving up your identity. It's feels like what's happening to me you know you're giving up your ego you're like well this aren't i a b c d e right. i've always right. thought i was a b c d e i act like this mm. i move like this i react like this so if you explore the origins of your thoughts and emotions Sometimes you may not be very happy with what you find, and mm. you may have to realize that some of the habits that you've been doing your whole life, who you thought was you, isn't really you. And then you have to, in some ways, watch them drop off, and that can be a very painful process, and people resist that. And so that's why we say the only way out is through. And what you resist persists. And for those people listening right now, I, I know how you feel because I felt the same way when I started this process. Like, what do you mean? I don't, I'm not who I think. I remember getting kind of mad at you for you suggesting that I wasn't the funny one in my family, or I wasn't the experiences that I had growing up and then getting rid of all that identity was so freeing. So that's, that's step one. And then, like you said, remembering your core and returning to your core and being aware and letting all that go. And it's, it's just a, it's a pretty place. It's Oz. It's Oz. And you know, I deliver babies all the time and I look at those little babies yep. and they're unconditioned yep. you know they've just come out and yes they've been through a little bit of a traumatic experience sometimes but then they're there and they're just they're just pure peaceful beings and we mm. all started that way we all started that way and you know some of us were given love and nutrition and all these things and some people had family experiences that were more difficult right. all that starts shaping how you see the world and all of those things are things that happened to you and you reacted and habits and you know your personality developed and all of those things now the the, the thing about it is though you see these things drop off and you're afraid what's going to happen but I love this quote, people without egos have a lot of character, <laughs> right? 
That's so great. even it. though you have this identity that you're the the funny one and all that, it, that right. actually doesn't. You're still the you're still the funny one. You still will be funny. You know that's you're not going to be a zombie. Right. Um, it's just going to ah. be from a different from a from instead of from the from the left, it's from the right. You know, it's just a shift. It's a very subtle shift. Very very subtle, and it's like oh well. You know, I'm actually the same person. I just don't have as much suffering, you know? So it, 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 it seems like you're going to lose something, but you actually lose nothing and you gain a ton. So what would our intention be? We wake up in the morning and we, and we are thinking about what you just said and we're seeing the value in it and we want to move the world in that way. Is meditation what we do or do we set an intention or do we just remind ourselves it's possible? How would you put that into practice? Oh, I, no, no, absolutely. No, I would say, you know, you can think about this till the cows come home. Hmm. I think that somehow you've got to get yourself in a non-thinking situation. I think that meditation is a great way to do that. It's not the only way, but that's what we talk about on this podcast. So another intention, you know, that you might want to create is a meditation practice. And to do that, you might need to find a meditation spot in your house, right? And uh, and set it up in uh, you know with a table and maybe a chair in front of it, or you know if you want to sit on the floor and sit on cushions, you know, s- set yourself up a, a place that's special. You might call it an altar, you might not, you know, whatever you want to call it. You know, I have a place like that too. And, uh, you know, I put um, a plant there and a candle there and I have some I have some stones that I collected at meditation retreats and some shells and, you know, different things that are meaningful to me. And those are on my um, table. I call it an altar when I sit there and then with the intention you know, of my meditation practice, you know, to connect to my core, to be my authentic self. Do the meditation practices, right? Because I, it's no longer a thinking thing. It's just allowing. It's it's the intentions that, that are, um, as Ajasante said, the intentions that we receive rather than we create. So I can go there with an intention, and then I receive or connect, you know, to these other cores. And then during the day, you move through the world in a different way. It's not necessarily because you want to. It's because that's who you are. And I don't have an altar, but I did do something along those lines for myself and not out of selfishness, but out of self-love. And I have a little chair in the corner of my bedroom with the table and my salt lamp and some flowers and my Petoskey stones. And I lay my books there and it does make a difference because it's kind of like my little corner that I've set up for myself. And you can kind of feel a different energy there. And honestly, I'm, I'm proud of myself that I did something like that for myself. 
you know, usually it's like the the clothes hang on the treadmill and the chair was covered with stuff. And it's like, ah, uh-uh. <laughs> it looks out the window and I can watch the sunrise and I can sit in the chair and meditate and read. And I just created this little corner for myself out of self-love, not out of selfishness, out of. Sure. It was an intention, you know, yeah, we had an time. intention to yeah. create a scenario or you could, or, or you could create a space where you would practice this beautiful, special, personal practice of connecting, you know, mm-hmm. using mindfulness techniques and, and practicing, you know, and that's a beautiful intention. And if people are looking for something as a New Year's intention to set up a space to uh-huh, meditate, yeah. fantastic. That would be a great idea. Right. And it, I did it out of self-love, not, you know, an ego me first selfish love, but out of self-love to enhance my well-being. And I like it. Mm. Yeah. And if people have a sense that they want to do that or need yeah. to do that, you know, sometimes January 1st is, you know, a good marker, you know, we're right. all humans and we can use little markers. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like to use the insight timer. If I don't use the timer, then sometimes I get distracted. But if I say, Mm -hmm. okay, I set the timer for 40 minutes. All right, I'm going to sit here for 40 minutes, right? And then I'll want to get up. And I'm like, nope, the timer hasn't gone off. But that's fine. You know, I can want to get up. That's no problem. Um, Say, oh, there I go again, trying to get other stuff done. And just, (laughs) but the timer hasn't gone off, you know, so as human animals, we need some, we need some Mm -hmm. structure and we need some. We need a place. Shall we say discipline? <laughs> well, I was waiting for you to say that. I know you were of trying. I <laughs> Thank you for trying to avoid my not favorite word, but I mean uh, it has a, it has its merits. I've learned. Yes. If people haven't listened <laughs> to earlier episodes, we Lisa and I had a long talk about discipline. Because <laughs> I said I didn't like the word. Did. Well, it sounds so rigid and like you have to do it, and I don't. People, people already feel pressure trying to meditate. People will tell me all the time, I know I should meditate, but it's too hard and I can't. And I'm trying to, to share with you, I hear you and I understand and adding the word discipline to that didn't help me. Maybe it helps you. Maybe some people like discipline. I you know, probably use more of it in my life, but it was a word that I needed to remove from meditation because I think it's hard enough to begin with. That's cool. And so shared intention is also. Yeah, another, yeah right? absolutely. Perfect. And I like uh, intention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Intention is great. And so, you know, it'd be wonderful for, for listeners to set up a, a place in their house and they could even take a picture and send it to. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Exploring awareness at gmail.com. We'll put it on the Facebook page. Yeah. Send us your space. Or if you want to share your intentions for 2021, we'd love to hear those as well. Exploring awareness at gmail.com is our email address. Yeah, that would be great. And so this, this idea of created intentions but I want to read Adyashante's quote one more time. The truest intention is something that we receive hmm. rather than something we create. And maybe we can kind of go into a guided meditation with yeah. that idea in mind. Explore that one. Yeah. So you may not have your, your meditation space set up just yet, and that's fine too. You just can use a chair or sit on the floor or wherever would be comfortable for you to sit 
in an upright position, kind of a sturdy, solid, strong posture with your back upright. and your hands on your lap and um, maybe you'd like to place one hand over the other or maybe just on your thighs, wherever they'd be comfortable, but whatever posture you're taking, let's be mindful and intentional about that. A posture that says I'm going to do this practice. And then based on what we've been talking about, what is your intention? Why are you, why have you listened this far? Why are you here? What is your intention? So yes, we create an, an intention. You know, whether it's to be a more authentic person, to be a more loving person, uh, to find some peace in the chaos. You know, to be a more generous person with my, or your time and energy or to, to have more gratitude or to understand the truth of being, whatever that intention might be. Now, if it's to get a million bucks, you should probably go buy a lottery ticket. But right now we're meditating. So you gather your intention and you're in your posture, in your space. And you're bringing your attention now you know, away from your thoughts and away from what's going on away from your to-do list, away from the days after the holidays. And we're using this time for something very different, very special, very precious. And very simple, yet difficult. And it starts out with coming into the body and noticing or becoming mindful of the breath.
and something you've been doing all day. Unconsciously, right? It's just been happening. You didn't know it. And this simple thing we're doing here is becoming aware of the breath. The rib cage expands. Air flows in over your nose or your mouth. It fills your lungs to a certain point. Then the muscles around your ribs and diaphragm contract and the air comes out. So even though you were doing this, you didn't know you were doing it until now. And you could try counting. And you could count until you have a thought. And then when you get a thought, you can go back, start over. So first is concentrating on the breath. Count each breath. You get a thought, you go back. And then, and if you're not having a thought and you have a thought that says, I'm not having a thought, go back. So you could, you could do this for your meditation for 15 minutes and just, you know, notice when you have thoughts, notice what the highest number that you can get to without a thought or judgment or 
a congratulatory thought. And so some people spend many, many days just doing breath meditation. But for now, we'll move on to just become aware of other things that are present. And let's move then to the body, feeling the feet and feeling what the bottoms of the feet are touching. And your toes and your ankles and bringing those feet into present moment awareness, which they were probably not part of before now. And so just feeling, appreciating these feet that we most of us have. And then moving up your ankles. And up your lower legs, feeling the shins and the calves, the muscles and bones. And moving up to the knee joint and then moving up the thighs and the hips and stopping to just let both legs be in awareness and then moving into the lower pelvis and abdomen. And feeling the abdominal wall expand and contract with breath. And the chest. Being aware of all the complicated organs and vessels and nerves just existing within your abdomen and chest, your heart. They're all doing their thing without you thinking at all about it. It's happening at the present moment to digest your food and clean your blood. And then your back, lower, middle, and upper back with all of its muscles 
bones, holding you upright, giving you some pains here and there. And your hands, your the sensitivity of the palms of your hands and fingertips, the back of your hand, your wrists, your lower arms, your elbows, your upper arms, your shoulders. and bringing into awareness the whole body below the head. Just feeling it. Saying hello to it, letting it be in a way animated by awareness. This difference between just having a body and knowing that you have a body, like difference in breathing and knowing that you're breathing. Just feel into that difference. Don't think it And then moving up the back of the head and around the sides of the head, around the ears and the top of the head, and over all the facial muscles. Awareness is aware of the whole body. And awareness is aware of the brain. And the brain is generating thoughts. And we know that we are thinking, being aware of thoughts. The brain creates thoughts. The lungs breathe, the heart beats. The organs do their job. The body keeps you upright. And awareness is aware of them all. And so you can can be aware of your personality, aware of your shadow thoughts, aware of your appeasing thoughts, aware of all thoughts. Yet awareness is, can just be there, absorb it all. Absorb the pain in your body. Absorb 
mental pain, absorb mental ecstatic experiences, all happening in a field of awareness. And so to realize that, realize there's another part of you that's non-judgmental, not stressed. not chaotic, not subject to all the conditions of life. And does that come with a sense of joy? Like finally, some relief, a sense of peace, Is that evoke a sense of kind of loving kindness? A sense of generosity, a sense of connection, a sense of pure being. And so does connecting to that, is that the same as your intention? Or would you like to move around in the world, you know, with these intentions that we're receiving, that we're connecting to? So maybe if your intention is to have less stress, maybe you realize there, there's no stress here. This is the intention from the bottom up instead of top down. Maybe from this place, it feels more authentic to be loving than revengeful or spiteful. Maybe from this place, it feels more authentic to be generous than to be selfish or protective. Maybe this feels like home. It's always there. You can't think it up, but you can visit 
by doing these meditation practices, the more you visit, the more it feels like home until finally it's just no longer visiting. It's always connected, always at home. and a pandemic and a vaccine and an election, all of those can happen, interact with them, but it doesn't change this. So we'll take a couple more breaths. And we'll end here. And open your eyes and stretch. And then kick your heels three times and say, there's no place like home. <laughs> yeah, how are you feeling, Dorothy? <laughs> Good, good. I think it was a, a lovely conversation. And even though I've been having these conversations with you for almost a full year now, I still, it's a great reminder. You know, I, I know sometimes you think we've already discussed that, but I've, I've been in the conversation and it's still good for me to hear it again. So I'm, I'm grateful for everything we talked about today. And it's a new year and I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. And I think there's a lot of pressure in New Year's Eve and the new year. So that's why I like intention. It's more free flowing, I feel like. Yeah, right. Exactly. And this is the kind of intention that, you know, you have to just keep up and, and keep re re returning back to that because this is not a quick fix this is not instant gratification. <laughs> this has nothing to do with kind of normal, normal way of looking at things. And so I would just encourage everyone to consider this, you know, consider for the next year an intention to return home to whatever this means for you. And, you know, if this seems to resonate, give it a try and we'll be here we're here to answer questions. We're here to keep making podcasts. Mm. We love hearing from folks. We know that a lot of people are listening and getting a lot out of it. If you have friends who might want to listen, please share with them as well. And let's uh, continue over the next year doing this, this wonderful work. Sort of a way of being, don't you think? Yeah, it's a way of being. And I wish, you know, there was an easier way. <laughs> But this is the only way that, that I know. And this is truly how we change the world to be a more peaceful, loving place. And so that's my intention for 2021. 
my intention for 2021 yeah to to follow the path to inner peace that's that's the path i'm on right now well we will take it on yeah again if send us a picture of your place that maybe we've inspired you to set up or that you have your quiet spot where you can meditate and and go inside a bit you can email us at exploring awareness at gmail.com post on our facebook page on twitter and instagram we love to connect with you and we'd love to hear from you well i hope everyone has a great new year's yeah we will be back soon thanks so much for listening Bye, everyone. Happy New Year. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.